Welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin Loretz, and today we are going to talk about travel and vacations. Uh, This is a topic that has come up a few times uh, since I've shared my goals of getting out of debt, the kinds of things that I'm doing to get closer to um, that day of debt freedom. And one of the most common things that comes up is anytime I mention that I might be going somewhere or if I start to even think about planning uh, some kind of trip or something. And I think it's important because I think depending on how much debt you're in, how you're going to tackle travel and vacations and having a little bit of respite is really going to be different for each person. And so I think uh, there are a few things that we can go into here, what I'm planning on doing and what other people have recommended uh, in terms of other financial resources and things like that around uh, should you be able to take a trip. The goal of this episode is not to rationalize me spending money on travel, um, but it's a real thing, right? If you're going to be spending years of your life to get out of debt, it's pretty unreasonable to assume that you're not going to take a single trip. Now, if you can manage to avoid expensive vacations and pay off your debt even faster, that's obviously going to be the goal. But there are ways that I want to talk about today that you can maximize your free time, take trips that don't cost a lot of money, prevent yourself from getting into more debt, and uh, still tackle those debt goals. So the two things that I want to really point out here are going to be the two golden rules, which are going to be that you don't take on more debt to travel or take a vacation. And so this is something that I'm going to be living by until I'm out of debt. I can go on a trip, but I am not allowed to uh, increase my debt in any way. So I cannot use uh, a credit card to finance that vacation. It would have to be something that I have saved for, put aside for, uh, and so forth. So that's going to be the first one. And number two is to stick to your debt repayment plan. So taking this trip or vacation should not sideline any of your repayment plans that you have for getting out of debt. Otherwise, you're taking that trip at and sacrificing that that debt service that you would normally uh, have. Now, between these two things, taking small trips and figuring out how and when you need to take a little bit of time for yourself to recharge is important. Because again, if you owe a few thousand dollars in debt, you should be able to get rid of that pretty quickly if you make it a priority. And just think about what that vacation or trip might feel like on the other end of that. Now, if you owe even more, uh, you know, some would say if you owe even more, then you really shouldn't be taking any trips. But if you owe even more than that, you know, dollars dollars $40,000, whatever that might be, uh, and your debt repayment plan is going to be taking years, Again, it's unrealistic to think that you're not going to go anywhere ever. And so this is where I really want to focus on because that's what affects me personally right now and how I can continue to do things that I want to do, um, you know, take some sacrifices in terms of not necessarily staying in uh, hotels and things like that, but figuring out ways that I can have weekend trips, uh, little things to recharge here and there, and in some cases even use this as a way of uh, milestoning, you know, having reward markers throughout the process of getting out of debt. 
So some of those reasons uh, would definitely be to reward yourself, to recharge, to make sure that in this plateau of you getting out of debt that you have a few things to look forward to as you do so. Now, we're going to go back to looking at expenses and what you're spending money on. This will mean not spending money in areas that you do not care about. So all that money that I used to spend on food, coffee, drinks, things like that, I can set aside for paying my debt off and paying into my emergency fund, and then whatever is left over, continue to, you know, more aggressively pay off debt or set some aside so that I might be able to do a weekend trip, um, something that's within driving distance, or if I happen to find a really good um, airline flight deal or something like that. So uh, some common things that are going to help in this is looking at things like staycations. Uh, You know, there are a lot of opportunities for you to get really good deals on hotels and things if you're a local. Uh, most hotels have local offers. Uh, and so depending on where you're living, ch- looking into that is really big for me being in Reno. Um, obviously access to Tahoe means I can take day trips that don't really need to cost a lot. Um, you know, right now in, uh, the winter, we have the opportunity for all kinds of snow sports, uh, and then getting into spring, summer, uh, it's even more affordable because going to the beach is free, uh, you know, short of some snacks and drinks and things like that. And so really just thinking about ways that you can be creative and figuring out how you might even be able to, you know, does it make sense to stay over one night in Tahoe and have, you know, a more of a staycation that really doesn't cost a lot in terms of travel or, um, or accommodations. Uh, you might need to look at going a little bit further than that. And in that case, the way that I like to think about trips is trying to bundle them as work trips. And so uh, I sometimes go to San Francisco for work. Uh, Very rarely am I going to San Francisco just for pleasure. It would always be, you know, me having a meeting or two and then making sure that those are on like Thursday or Friday so that I can bundle that with uh, a long weekend in the city and figure out how to to make that work. Uh, so if that's something that you can do, whether, uh, you know, for me being a freelancer, having clients in San Francisco helps, um, or figuring out a way that you can make that work for you. Uh, if you can do your work anywhere, then that means that you can think about going to a place and not necessarily taking a 100% vacation, but working half days or working a day and then having that Friday off, whatever that looks like, so that you can, in a sense, pay for that trip um, while you're working. And I know a lot of people who do this, they call them like there was a startup workaways, um, you know, kind of digital nomad type things where someone would go down to Mexico or Thailand or some of these more exotic locations where you know, living there is very affordable. And they're not there just to vacation. They're actually there living and working um, for an extended period of time. And so they can work during the day. And then when they're ready for a break, they get to go out and explore uh, and, you know, see things, experience, you know, whatever that is to happen, you know, hanging out beaches and, and all of that and living, living that culture as somebody who's actually working and living there, uh, even if it's only for two weeks or a month. Uh, a lot of people have been able to do this where they pack away all their things and, and don't have to even pay rent back home and they're able to live 
uh, much more affordably for short periods of time. Uh, that's not something that I am exploring at the moment. Uh, it's something that's really attractive to me. But right now, my priority is still the debt until that number gets to be much, much smaller. Uh, and even so, you know, I'm happy to take these smaller trips that are, are closer to home so that I can continue um, to pay that debt down as, as fast as possible. Um, you know, other options that you obviously have would be things like camping, very inexpensive, uh, depending on where you're living. Again, there's a lot of opportunities for that. So, you know, you don't have to have this, you know, your hermit lifestyle of never leaving your house, never spending any money, but making sure that you're spending money on things that are actually important to you. So uh, for me, travel is not something I do frequently, but it's something I really enjoy. It's something I want to continue doing and I want to do more of it. It is one of the biggest reasons I want to get out of debt because all this money that I spend every month on interest and uh, you know paying off those credit cards is money that in the future can be used for setting up uh, obviously my savings and in, in, in uh, retirement and things like that but it's money that could be being used for travel and other experiences that is currently just going to banks and credit card companies you know when I'm planning some of these trips like let's use a trip to San Francisco as an example um, I have a few tips and tricks that I use to make this worthwhile. And so the first one I already mentioned, uh, it's bundling work with, um, with that trip. So you're there to get some work done. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a justification, but if you're going to spend the time to get there to have that meeting or to do work, then you might as well have a little bit of time on the tail end and, and just bundle those to make it worth your while. Uh, the next thing is to take advantage of travel memberships. And so if you have um, travel credit cards or travel cards or any other memberships that don't require credit, this is where you can find really good hotel and um, traveling deals like airlines and things like that. So uh, I'm a member of um, Starwood Preferred, uh, which I think is now Marriott Bonvoy. And so that is one of my credit cards. Um, I am not allowed again to put more money on that card. So I can still take advantage of being a member, but without putting the any of the expenses on that card. And so um, what I really love about the SPG card was that their website is really good at showing you um, not only what free nights you have as you use the card, but you get... Um, Starwood preferred rates at hotels. Now, this can really depend on when you're traveling and how far in advance you book. So sometimes, uh, you know, I'll use a website like kayak.com and look for hotels. And there's a few hotels that I like specifically. You know, if those don't have rooms, but they're Starwood preferred global rooms uh, or hotels, I would just go onto the SPG website and Sometimes there would be an inventory of rooms available to their members that aren't available to the public. So this does require a little bit of uh, work on your part. But if you put in the time, uh, you know, for some trips, I'll spend an hour or two just to see what deals I can get, uh, if it's the right timing to go on that trip, all those kinds of things. And that can really pay off. Now, you don't obviously want to spend, you know, a whole day figuring out all these details. Otherwise, you're not, you know, you're burning all this time that you could be spending using to get work done or whatever else. Um, but, you know, this is a really quick way of 
logging on to SPG, figure out what site, uh, you know, what hotels are available, what rates are available. Uh, and then if there's nothing there, you can move on. Uh, I know Hilton has their Hilton Honors program that doesn't require a credit card, uh, doesn't require anything to sign up. So if you're already going to be staying at certain hotels and you enjoy those hotels, look and see if they have a membership uh, of any kind. And yes, they're going to be getting some of your data. So this is something that you have to weigh the pros and cons for. And they're using that data to try to uh, get you to part with more of your money. But they're doing it in a way where you're also getting uh, deals. And so if you can bundle that with a card that you are able to use and pay off the balance on, you know, it's a really good way to get points. Uh, and we'll definitely talk about points and things like that in the future. It's just while paying off my debt, there's really not a lot that I want to be doing to focus on those. You know, all the interest that I'm paying right now would blow any benefits of points out of the water right now. And so that's not a focus of mine. Uh, the next one is uh, rapid rewards with Southwest. And so this also goes for JetBlue and any of these other airlines that you might fly a lot. Um, Southwest is my primary airline. And again, I have a Southwest rapid rewards card. But again, you also can gain benefits from Rapid Rewards without using the credit card. And so um, the Southwest website is actually another really good place to look uh, for accommodations, uh, not only your flights, but your hotels and your cars. It tends to be cheaper than booking the hotel and car uh, on their own. So you can actually book a flight, a hotel, and a car all at once through their site. You, uh, I also found that the, the average rates tend to be lower even if you book those things on their own. Um, so for a trip that I was looking at doing driving to San Francisco, I didn't need a flight, but the hotels were surprisingly um, actually cheaper on there. So um, definitely look at that. This does require pulling up SPG, pulling up rapid rewards. Uh, and then the last one that I want to really recommend would be to pull up um, Hotel Tonight. So Hotel Tonight is an iPhone and Android app. Um, I've found it to be a very good uh, way of saving money if you're traveling um, spontaneously uh, or if your travel plans really have changed, uh, for instance, weather, whatever that might be. Uh, what's really cool about Hotel Tonight is you can search for hotels, I believe it's about a two-week window ahead, uh, but where they really shine is if you're literally booking something for tonight or even tomorrow night. So um, Hotel Tonight will show you uh, a few uh, hotels in whatever city you're searching and they will show you what the going rate is and what the hotel tonight rate is. This, again, really depends on when you look at the app, um, what inventory is available, what other things are happening in that city. You know, in San Francisco, there's a lot of really large conferences. There's certain weeks of the year that just do not make sense to travel because every hotel room will be booked. Uh, but with Hotel Tonight, they will let you track that search. So if you know you're going somewhere in two weeks, you can book something on Hotel Tonight. Um, you can start watching that search. So if you know you need it for three nights or two nights uh, in San Francisco, you put that in and then you can start tracking it. It'll let you know every time there's a, a, a drop in prices or an increase in prices. So you can make your um, assumptions around that. What's really cool about this is called their daily drop. So every day, if you go into the app and you search for a certain location and a certain date, every day they'll give you this daily drop, which you only have 15 minutes to make a decision, but it is almost always a significant 
uh, deal. And so you don't get to choose what hotel it is, um, but it does show you what the hotel is and the ratings and all that stuff. It's just you only have that 15-minute window. Uh, this is a little bit of a gamification here in that, you know, you make the swipe, it opens up and shows you what you're looking at, you know, what hotel is the deal for the day. Um, but if you don't really care where you're going to stay um, and you're only there for work and you're never going to really be in the hotel anyway, you know, this is a great way to save money. Uh and if it's not something that you want today, but you haven't booked anything yet, you can wait till tomorrow and check tomorrow's daily drop. The one thing I will say with Hotel Tonight and some of these deals are going to be that a lot of them are non-refundable. And so, you know, if you do book with Hotel Tonight, you can't just cancel it if you find a better deal. Um, so there's a little bit of a gamble there. And almost always, I will look for hotels that do offer some kind of refund in case my plans change, especially if it's something around a work trip, um, because the client's schedule may change, things like that. Um, so in some cases, using all these sites is just a bad idea, and you want to go to the sites directly. And so, um, you know, when I do find a hotel that I want to stay at, Maybe I find it through Hotel Tonight or the SPG site or the Southwest Rapid Rewards site. I will go directly to that hotel and then check on the rates myself. Um, so I'll punch those in, see what's going on. And when you do this, um, you know, buying from the hotel directly means that they're not paying a fee to any of these middlemen um, unless you're going directly through Starwood Preferred or whatever that might look like, you know, Marriott. Um, so with those, it's always worth checking because sometimes you can get an even better deal directly through the hotel. So, uh, sometimes going through hotel tonight is going to be the best deal. It's non-refundable, but you're going to go for it. You know, you're going, so you should book it. Uh, but again, if you don't entirely know what's going to happen, I'll go to the hotel. I'll check what their refund policies are book through them directly. And then that way, if anything changes, you typically have 24 hours in advance to to make changes before you get billed. So um, that happened to me on my last trip. I had, you know, two or three nights booked in San Francisco, the trip got canceled. Uh, and thankfully was a, you know, was not on the hook for any of that. Uh, and I was planning on driving. So I didn't have to worry about canceling any plane flights. Uh, something to keep in mind with Southwest, if you you know, book with the cheaper flights, uh, which I think like are the want to get away flights, you know, those are non-refundable. But if you do, for whatever reason, need to cancel, um, canceling that will put that credit back onto your account so you can use it in the future. Just a couple tips and tricks for that. You know, if you are in so much debt and are unable to even uh, make a dent in your, um, balances, then really, really think about some of these closer to home options for vacation and travel. Really thinking about what you might be able to drive to. Can you go camping? Can you go to the lake? Can you do things locally that will give you that satisfaction of taking some time for yourself, recharging, taking a break without needing to go all over the world? Uh, and once we get out of debt, then we can start to prioritize around saving for some of those dream trips uh, that we've just always wanted to go on. And so I have some, some big goals. Uh, obviously I'd, I'd love to go check out Europe, uh, and some parts of Asia. Those are places that I have not yet been. Um, but the idea of me traveling right now without a significant amount of, uh, savings that, you know, it just stressed me out to, 
to not be putting that towards those credit cards right now. I would like to get those gone and then be able to have that guilt-free, worry-free vacation at the end of it. And I'm completely okay with filling in, you know, the gaps until then with these shorter, more uh, affordable things so that I don't take on more debt and I can help myself stick to my debt repayment plan. So again, those are the two, uh, the golden rules here. If you're going to travel, don't take on any more debt to travel or take a vacation. And number two, stick to your debt repayment plan uh, and uh, happy travels. So we'll see you next week for episode 21. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.